Creativity is an extension of the human experience. This wild, boundless seascape has been our anchor for our friendship and our sanity. This podcast is an exploration between close friends of storytelling and artistic expression. In this episode, we reflect on the mysteries of the universe and how it relates to the cyclical nature of creativity. We're closing down the Dreamcast for a few months in order to rest, rejuvenate, and repair for our second season coming up once again when the veil thins. It's kind of fitting to be in this place right now as I am experiencing it personally in my own life. And it is hard, but it is necessary. Yeah, it is hard. (laughs) It is necessary. And it is a cycle of endings. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like that it's a deeper sense of mystery of the universe that we have these cyclical um, beginnings and endings, never ending. (laughs) Well, they're like mini many many cycles we experience mm. in our lives whether it's in a relationship with each other in a project you do um mm. the the education cycles like that you know we're winding down i have a couple more weeks left and then i get this time of rest um and so you know we were thinking about our podcast adventure in cycles that it started out in this very youthful, wondrous, maybe a little like um, wild, like feral energy, feral. And then we kind of started getting into a rhythm and we, we were growing up and then we're starting to, to cover some deeper, more intense things. And now we both felt like it's time for us to have some space, uh, space meaning to, to not have any deadlines and just be. Um, and how fitting it was that we're both feeling that way as our seasons are changing. We're going into (laughs) spring here and you're going into fall. Um, and being that we are witchy, we always kind of pay attention to that. And so we're probably just naturally going with the energy of our environment. For sure. I've never been more interested philosophically with death than I have been in these last little bits these last moons (laughs) well this is the cool thing that's happening here because i'd forgotten that we had discussed an episode on death Mm. and i think i think i i think we should still do that initial idea but i agree kind of it kind of ended up being the theme of this finale because it is a kind of death and i'm very excited about the rebirth because i can feel it but i just don't know what it is yet and i'm trusting that we'll figure it out like um yeah, and we're like That's a field, <laughs> you know, like our collaborative project is like this shared garden and yeah. rest is a critical attribute to ecological flourishing. Mm-hmm. And it, for sure, you know, rest is um, contributing to our own personal flourishing. Mm-hmm. It's just that kind of like separation anxiety or maybe like um, fear of endings that always kind of crops up for me as well. So um, I just, I was really... Uh, unmoored and a little on edge to finally do this episode recording with you. And then you were like, you just pulled the most incredible card. (laughs) (laughs) Validating what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, you and I have always had really incredible um, divination sessions together. It's like a like a funnel that just opens, and it's just like the <laughs> it's like that scene where the the Almadre tree, not the Almadre, she's something else. The tree within the you know the underneath in the cave, and how like the little tentacle goes to. Deet's face and like she receives the information like directly via tentacle light thing. Oh, you're just dark crystalling it right now. <laughs> you know, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that's the thing that opens when we do divination together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um it was so it's not just this podcast where you and I are both going through our own I'm having an artistic um time of rest right now. I'm feeling very drained um, and I'm having trouble accepting the draining i'm feeling emotional talking about it now it's not that i don't have mm. things in me it's like i feel like i physically can't mm. um and it's like i think all the momentum of everything i was doing just wiped me out and plus i have a day job which takes a lot of my energy but i feel um, you babe i still like feel ready to go it's just i think i need this a little bit of a moment and i need to like be like this is the moment like let yourself just play some video games. And like, I have started a few things. I just haven't, um, I haven't like finished a thought yet, but you know, I, in retrospect, I'm just thinking of all the things we've covered on this podcast, but I, in the realm of social media, I'm having a painful hate fest in my head with Instagram because I'm noticing that it really messes with me. And mm. um, I haven't really been using it. Um, and I think it's because it pressures me. I feel like I should be putting out things. Mm -hmm. And then I shut down. And I really don't think I want it to be my prime method of engagement with the thing I'm doing. I don't think it aligns. I think sometimes it will align, but I think most times I don't want to exist on there. And I have this luxury of making this choice because I'm not relying solely on this. So I'm trying to find how I want to. Oh, I love that luxury of choice. We yeah, have to remember have, that, right? We do because I have this job that I don't absolutely hate. You know, I, I do like my job. There's a lot of room for beauty in it. So I, I can, I can do it, you know, it sometimes wears me down, but I, you know, I, I should be there, you know, at the moment. And so, um, I can, it, it really enables me to explore and synergize so, um, I don't know how much my feeling this friction with social media is affecting my feelings of self-worth, like feeling like, come on, put out, put out things, you know, put out things. And it's like this little voice in me is like, no, <laughs> why are you telling me what to do? You know what I mean? Like, this is nothing to do with you, social media. Um, I don't, I don't do what you say. Like, I'm not playing this game. Um, and it's really like, it's powerful. It's interesting. This world we live in, it can be very confusing. Well, I think that it is capitalizing on the source of who you are as a creative, because you're like, I can create. That's what I do with every blink. So of course I can offer mini creations and it's easy you know, it's, 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 um, it's what you do, but we forget that what is natural is always, um, 
a flowering and then the the blossom dies. <laughs> the plant looks like it's dead for a while. And that's how I feel. I feel a little withered, like one of those like rose hips, but I love rose hips. Oh, you know, like when the rose dies and like, I love those. And that's like, you can the make gift. Yeah, right? you can make, that it, it is. And I feel like a little wrinkled rose hip right now. And sometimes rose hips like don't like I was just listening to a collection of women. We were at a potions workshop and everyone was doing like plant potions and we were talking about um, gardening and someone was like this year because it was an older woman. So that's my older woman voice this year. All my rose hips turned black. None of them were red. I'm so sad. <laughs> was it actually sad or does it matter? Exactly. And our association with the color black, which I think is actually a very powerful color. And so, you know, maybe I should be tattooing rose hips on me next um, because I think I have to embrace my rose hip season. And um, I'm getting all the things I need for my newsletter. This is exactly what needs to happen. Um, and also black as a black hole. Um, oh, yes. Black holes. You didn't want to talk-, talk about black holes. Flores, yeah. Flores, Pixie. Can I talk about black holes? All right. So black holes, it recently has been discovered, make sound. Did you listen to the thing I sent you? I did. Okay. Can you please explain to me how that felt to hear? Hmm. You're not as excited about this as me. I'm going to be really upset. (laughs) How did it? Uh, confused like Mm. what it's like Mm -hmm. you know that that face that a dog makes when it hears something foreign for the first time and it just like little head tilts yeah i love a dog do that what so i probably um my brain immediately wanted to know what that was Mm -hmm. was it sound or was it machine receiving that made it sound so like there was um another link outside of the link that you gave me that had a fuller clip. And I want to see if we can embed it into this track. It would be kind of cool if we did. If we don't, who cares? But um, the the longer version is even trippier. So yeah, it's they explain exactly what they're doing. It's definitely altered so we can hear it. But because there's a lot of, de- I don't know if it's debris or things around the black hole, I'll link the article so the scientists can explain it well. <laughs> but like there is things in that area to bounce off the sound waves so there is a sound coming off of it Mm. because people have always said you can't hear anything in space because there's nothing for anything to bounce off of but there is around a black hole because of everything happening around it just talking about this gives me deep i have feelings of like absolute ecstasy when i talk about these things wow i fall asleep to documentaries about black holes lately i've been falling asleep to interstellar every night um every single night in particular, and the black hole part is your favorite? It's my favorite part. Mm. And like, it's funny because I talk to people who say it terrifies them. They can't watch it. <laughs> I want to jump, jump right in. Like, I don't know what's going on with me, but I just like. For me, it's the part in contact where um, she says she's in the she's in the alien crafted pod and she goes through the wormholes and she sees everything and everything is so beautiful. And that realization is just only poetry would suffice to be able to paint that, that awe, like the awe that you're talking about, like being able to be in a deeper connection with the universe, either through sound or through sight. It is, 
so validating. It, yeah, it was this, such it's this funny that some people are scared of it. Well, it was the funny thing was I told my students, I was telling everyone, people were like, who are you? I was like, <laughs> I was like, now you know me better. Cause like, this is me. Like Abby was like, oh my God, Pixie was talking about wanting to jump in a black hole. And I was like, yup, yup. And people at work were like, you die. I'm like, how do you know? <laughs> and they're like, pretty sure you would. I'm like, I don't know. I'm willing to take. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. Like I showed my students and they were like, first of all, Miss Pixie, why are you showing us this? And I was like, hold on a second. This is a black hole making noise. Like this is another piece of like our existence we didn't know yet. To me, it's like one of the most exciting things that they're able to be like, all right, we can put sound to this now. Mm. That's a really, um, and there's also a recording that NASA released of sounds of nebulas. I think mm. it is that, what they sound like. It's, I, I'm having trouble articulating with how this feels to me. Like I love NASA. Like in another life I'd be working for them. I just, nice. they they are artists and poets in a way because they're yeah. showing us how to understand things that are so epically hard to understand. Nice. Are you okay? I'm having this moment, like no one can see this, but I'm I'm looking at my screen of myself and behind me the window is glowing green and I feel like another world is outside my window. Oh. So I'm having like an out-of-body experience. Anyway. <sighs> yeah. So the the color black, black yeah. holes. Yeah. And yeah. so black holes and death, mm-hmm. they link because mm-hmm. black holes are kind of recyclers. They are, we I mean, we don't, I don't think we fully understand what they do, but we know that they cons they like consume everything in its wake and it's so much gravity or so much mass it's just i don't know how, like it's just nothing is there it's a void mm. but they also sometimes i've read theories about how they might be wormholes and they might be bending space i've read this that they might they might i'm sorry if you're a scientist and you're like you are so wrong but i i read that that there's a theory and so like they might be there's some sort of mechanism in the universe because they're in the middle of all the, all the galaxies. They're in the middle of there's one there's a supermassive one in the middle of ours. What does that mean? Why? Why are there so many? Doorway, trash can. <sighs> Which is it? Window, <laughs> sewer. But that's Which? But that's is the it? question. Trash yeah. can, doorway. That's death. Like you, it's what you make of it, right? You turn the light on. Like we were just talking about the lanterns of challenge, like things that are challenging, and it's dark, and you're confused. And then you learn something and the light turns on and it's like, you can look at it as this like negative, scary thing, or you can look at it as the next step. Yeah. 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 And I like that it's a third option because if you think about light and shadow, they're kind of the, um, the binary, but then the black hole is neither. <laughs> it's not. It's just kind of, this is where we are right now and something new will come. We just don't know what snap and that's also like every single ending we go through in this life yeah from from an artistic like standpoint to actual death of your Mm. body Mm. right Mm. um i'm so in love with space (laughs) (laughs) me too I love the idea that we're the exact same combination of 
elements. Mm-hmm. The building yeah. blocks are stardust. Yeah. And oh, God, that's so <sighs> can be calming. I tend to watch. Yeah, that's what that was for me. Yeah, I tend to watch and like go to space when I'm feeling a little like unhinged because it puts things in perspective. And I think that's why this is what came up for this for this experience. Mm-hmm. Um, can I? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question about our podcast, our sure. little journey we've been on this past few months. Yes, Pixar. Do you do you have a favorite episode? Or two that really stand out to you as being pivotal in this this cycle. Yeah, I think season one was a really good introduction to what's precious to us, mm. and so I love the ones where we're able to, um, you know, interview people that are precious to us, like the one with Ali, mm-hmm. Nessa, my mom, um, Diana. Um, and yeah, the topics that we cover, you know, uh, the methodology of folk tales and fairy tales and magic, we we really just did a hello, listener. These are all the things that are like the building blocks of what's sacred and special and even just how we swim through the world. So uh, long story short, maybe the Ali, <laughs> um, Vanessa, Diana, my mom, you know, the, those, those tender, tender sharing moments, I think are really special for me. Yeah. Um, I, I had a really hard time and I was starting to think about all of them, but I think it was the dark crystal one that was my favorite. Mm, Nice. Just because that was like the birth of the name and it was kind of um, we all just kind of fed off of each other and she's a cool chick. I get why you guys are super, super tight buddies. Yeah. And, and I'd love to have, we, she will probably be on in the next season, um, more specifically about her experiences. And, um, also, uh, I want to do a second, um, dark crystal episode because there's so much more to talk about. Well, now I've actually um, watched the damn revolution. So yeah, we, got, we gotta, yeah, and and I was also going to because I'm always trying to find threads. I mean, mm. what's our thread? I mean, I I think it's myth. I think it's finding myth. Yes. And story. Yes. In the all facets of life. Yes. Yeah. And don't you think it's kind of cool that the academic term for how a people describe themselves through stories and through religion is called cosmology. I didn't even think of that. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Space. So like, it's like a, it's like a space of our own, our own mini space. Mm. Micro. micro. Mini space. micro. And so we've been going through, right? We were talking about how at the beginning of the show's entry or what we were embodying, was the maiden voyage of our youth and then the kind of like young ferally type mothering and then like a more um, organized, efficient mothering. And we're like such crones now. <laughs> well, well, because these last few episodes, we kind of got off our schedule. Like yeah. I had someone ask me 
where's the drop? And I'm like, we're, I got yeah, I got we're that. dying. I got <laughs> We're roasting lower now, honey. (laughs) It's totally what it is. (laughs) Now it's all making sense. And it's so exciting to me, actually, because I'm not feeling sad about it. I'm feeling excited because I feel like it's just going to be this rebirth. Yeah, we did a whole damn cycle, a whole life cycle. Yeah, we're going to start it all over again. It's so full of hope. And like now we have all these lessons and ideas, and we're just going to come back with new realizations and it's and 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 if I could talk for a minute about that like I I'm feeling like shape-shifty muddled um so many shifts and so many new things I put out I'm feeling I'm feeling tired and like I think I need to just be and that's really hard for me like we could talk about astrology like I have that Aries energy it's like I'm always just going you know and when I don't have any, when I don't have something to do, it can get very uncomfortable, but now I literally can't. And it's like, you have to be in this place right now Nice to see what's next. And um, it could be lack of control because I have a control aspect to me. But I think I need to just play and feel and know everything will arrive because that's how it's all come to me to begin with. I mean, I kind of moved to this new city with that kind of mentality. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> you know, like, just do it. Um, and as my school year is ending, I have a few more weeks and then I have this open bit of time where I don't have to, I can just exist. And that's where I'm going. I, I just know I'll be able to flourish in that time. And and get to the next place, which I'm very excited about. I don't want to stay in the same place. I want to keep growing, right? We all That's what we want to do. Um, and like in reference to my explorations with my discomfort around summer and my OCD like episode I did. Um, oh, I loved that. Yeah, I wanted to share that I kind of had a successful transition. We had a few hot days. I kind of shifted my wardrobe and I have like these little funny solutions that really help. Like I like getting fuzzy tank tops. So like they're sweater tank tops. They're still like warm and cozy, but I'm, but I'm totally like wearing summer clothing and I, it really helps. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. That is very shapeshiftery of you to do. I approve of that <laughs> methodology. <laughs> yeah. And like I have other things I've done. Like sometimes I'll turn on the air conditioning and have a bath anyway. Um, yeah. So I can like get that like grounding. You've taught um, me a lot about that around yeah. recognizing when things are hard for you, but then knowing that the um, first aid kit, the metaphoric first aid kit is there and you're like, no, this tool works. So I'm going to mm-hmm. use this tool because it works. Yeah. I even th- I think about it down right to the food, like what I eat when it's really warm. Yeah. I don't have to be productive when it's really hot. Sometimes you do just stay inside. You go see a movie. Like sometimes it's too hot to function, you know, and like, and that's okay. You don't have, you know, I don't know why I get so, it's like with the Instagram thing. It's like, I feel like I should be doing this. And it's like, you can do whatever you want. This is not like a little bit of modern programming, modern socialization. I'm thinking a lot about that lately with school, actually. But yeah. Mm. 
I like the seasons for that reason. Yeah. I um, also want to just dedicate this last episode to just the, the lessons that come with endings and death. For me, I've had to figure out how to be firm and solid within myself and about how I want to be treated. So I've had to say goodbye to friendship um, and also say goodbye to the part of me that was behaving in poor form within that friendship. So I'm not saying I had to say goodbye because that friend was not being good. Like, it, you know, I'm not victimization. It's I'm, I'm taking responsibility for my poor form and also taking responsibility for um, cross lines and that I don't want to exist in that way anymore. And so like the burying and burning of who I was is like a lesson. It's a ritual. So I've been doing a lot of sauna-ing and jacuzzi-ing um, because obviously it's getting colder and colder here. So it's really fun to have that like cold and hot um, ritual be part of like dealing with the separation pain, dealing with surrendering. Um, I've been without the kid for two and a half weeks. So I've just kind of been able to find my own edges. But I feel you on that kind of societal burnout, like just being burst and out of capacity. I was reading back because um, I'm looking for poems that I've written over the last couple of years. Mm. And so I kind of have to read snippets of my journal. And man, it's funny how like even in 2021, I was saying, I've got too much on. I've got too much on. Yeah. But I'm just, I just kept going and I don't regret any of that. But <laughs> reading it back is a little bit painful as a lesson. <laughs> well, it's setting boundaries and holding tight to them. And I set them at my job and I well set done. them at myself and they're very difficult. There's a yeah, lot of pressure. Are very difficult because yeah. they want you to appear productive 100% of the time. Like you're not allowed to appear to be in rest yeah. within a working environment, which I think is really inhumane. Yeah. And I'm starting to be a little more verbal about that. Nice. Because, because I just feel like after everything, and you know, think about it. We started this on the tail, I'm going to say in this in quotes, end of the pandemic world we were in, like we were coming out of it, even though it's not over. Now we live with it, you know, but, um, that event put the spotlight on this. And I think it showed a lot of flaws that are clearly not resolved. Um, that we really prioritized productivity over health and mental health. And a lot of people are still, me included, like reeling from that. And uh, it's time for it to change. And like, and there's like these systems holding on very aggressively. And I'm I'm over it because I do have a belief around if I'm not always doing something, I'm not worth anything. And I am really mad that I have that. Yeah, same it here. It's like if I'm not visible, then I'm not relevant. Yeah. And yeah, it affects if I'm my not relevant, then I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. My relationship with myself, my friends, with my work, with my life, that I feel like if I'm not doing it in this way that I'm told I must, instead of listening to how I am best manifesting instead of productivity, maybe manifesting is a better word because nice. I always have like, you know, things I'm doing and I want to make and I want to produce, but I'm not a machine. 
I'm not a robot. And like, and it's of a time, right? Like we are talking like this because it's of a time. We don't always sound like this. Yeah. It means we're, it's time. When you say we're not always like this, what do you mean? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Like the, I feel like the conversation that we're having is very temporal. It's a very like time specific. Like when we start talking about the demand for hyper productivity, it means that it's, that we're experiencing the contrast between when mm-hmm. we're in flow, when we're in like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I just like just created this thing and I want to debut it. I want to talk about this thing that I just created. Like we're sometimes like that on this podcast. Yeah. And right we now we're like, dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think that that's, I mean, I can tie it into our dark crystal episode. We talked about the society's response to, receptivity and what that means and what's success and what's not is it when everyone watches it right away and binges it or is it because or like can we wait a year two to decide whether or not something is successful can we you know what i mean like i i do i I fully agree um yeah i think that we need to rewrite our mythologies around what that means and um i probably had a little bit of that overwhelmed when I sold my first batch of prints and I mailed them out. Like I was almost like, okay, um, what do I do now? You know, am I supposed to do something now? Like why aren't more people buying them? Like I started doing this whole thing and it's like, no, you had your maiden like voyage. Now let's see what's next, you know? And I re- I really don't want to push anything. I really want to, um, you know, go naturally at the natural pace. That makes sense. Um, and I'm so intertwined with my art. It's like a part of me. So it has to be right. Like this is what we always talk about. Art is life. We are just because we're not making something right now. doesn't mean our life isn't being made. You know what I mean? Our life isn't being made. We're making a lot of things at different points that all contribute into this tapestry of. Yeah. And I was talking to my, um, dad recently um, and he was kind of mentioning that kind of artist as producer mode mm-hmm. as a button and you can like or like not not just the producing button can be put on pause but also the feed between like you're receiving information and then processing it as art and like he was like talking about a mute button and I was like no I don't have one of those <laughs> that's not yeah, quite I I have that's that. not quite true as an artist I respectfully disagree with that description. Even if it's not exactly to your point, I just want to be able to tell you that everything that I do is art. So I'm bringing the creative process into my day job. I'm bringing the creative process into my relationships. So to your point, like producing art is one part of being an artist, but being and doing it artfully, doing life artfully is also part of being an artist. That's what feeds my actual art making when I get there. Yeah. I have to be both. Yeah. And there's so many things that I, that inspire me. Playing video games inspires me. You know what I mean? Like just being in a world and escaping into it. Um, getting obsessed with the things I get obsessed with. They lead me to the next thing. So I'm yeah. sure something magical will come out of me obsessively watching Interstellar and falling asleep to it. Um, and also Chernobyl, which is so ridiculous, but that's I was going to mention that I'm upset right now with Chernobyl. Furiously texting me and I was, and I completely didn't, I like missed the boat. Like you texted me like a flurry of texts 
And I was like completely digesting something else entirely and almost missed this bizarre rant that you had about internalizing Chernobyl. Yeah, about my ancestry. Yeah, it was yeah. really intense. I was like... Do you see that I mean, they're dogs now? They're studying the dogs that, that lived through Chernobyl? No, that's not what I said. It's they... No, no, no. I'm saying, did you see? There was also an article that just got released. Oh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But there were some sad things that happened with animals because the animals were irradiated. But um, yes, black holes, death, rebirth, nuclear explosions, the dark crystal. This is what you will be resting in. <laughs> and uh, I'm here for it. I like that for you. I like that we're going to rest. Mm -hmm. Do we have anything else to say here? It's like one of those moments where I wish that there was like a caller to call in and be like, talk about this. <laughs> um, I mean things to look forward to mm -hmm. things you might be hearing once we return mm -hmm. we're going to be continuing our mini series on menopause with new guests we are going to be interviewing a few really cool people we'll probably be further exploring death in a deeper level um maybe talking about the dark crystal. And I think we do really enjoy talking about movies. So um, we'll probably bring some more films to the table, but it'll be full of surprises and fun. So I'm excited about that. Me too. Things to look forward to. Mm -hmm. More discussion on alchemy. Yes. Uh, because that is kind of where we're coming from with menopause. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's a larger topic as well. There's three stages of transformation. The first is the black phase. It's the mm -hmm. negrado. It's the dark night of the soul. And it's the longest and the hardest. Fun times. Fun times. You know, I mean, there are times where I just, you know, whomever is listening, just know that there were times in my life where I wish that I had heard something like this so that I could be prepared and and, it, and the experience would have been normalized, like validated. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Long, long, dark night of the soul. It's a thing you're going through. Yep. And brace yourself. See the magic yes. in it. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Um, outside of that, I feel like I, I might've just like said everything that I wanted to say. Um, Me too. Yeah. I think we're, we have fallen into the black hole and we will emerge on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really, really thankful for everyone who did listen. Um, and if you're just listening to this now and you need to catch up on some, listen to them. You know, let us know what you think. And if you feel like doing all the little likeies, subscribe things like that helps us out. Um, and this has been really fun for us for our first time. And uh, we really are looking forward to coming back fresh with 
new energy. So uh, with that, I, I will close. Um, if there's something that you want us to cover or you think is interesting, just reach out to us or email us. And wherever you are, whether it's spring, summer, fall, or winter, have a safe, fun, magical one. Thank you. And thanks in particular um, to Alejandro Bernard, who are creative, our theme song, Whimsical Aliens. And thanks to Bjorn for your superb production and support. Mm -hmm. Thanks, thanks to you, Pixie, for your support. Same to you. It's been amazing. Really has. So, dear listener, we'll see you in a few seasons from now when the veil thins again. See you on the other side.